Welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Laura Lee Humphreys. So today we're continuing our conversations looking at the seven different natural laws of health. And today is a really big topic. So just to briefly recap, how do you recognize a natural law of health? What is it? Well, it's one of those things that we all know we need to do to take care of ourselves. And yet it's so simple and so obvious that we often just brush it aside, forget about it, think we don't need to worry about it, or that it does not apply to us. And that if we ignore it, there are no consequences. Well, when we do ignore and fight and bump up against natural laws of health and do not live in harmony with them, then we absolutely will experience adverse, painful, uncomfortable consequences. And the natural law that we're talking about today is very, um, it's very obvious with this one when we're not in harmony with it. And so that one is about the need for water to stay very hydrated and the quality of water that we intake. So again, I refer to the duh factor when we're talking about the natural laws of health because it's so obvious. Of course, we need to have water. We don't live without water. But I ask you, how much water have you drunk today? How much water do you normally drink? Do you stay chronically dehydrated? So this is something that we're gonna talk about. As with all of the natural laws of health, I correlate them with the energetic, emotional, psych mental, psychological um, aspects of ourself with giving you an understanding or introduction to the energy system and so and how it correlates with the natural laws. So if this natural law of water is correlated with the energy system, the energy center of your sixth chakra, which is also known as your third eye located in the center of your brain. And so let's look at what Carolyn Meese talks about of the correlations between the organs, the psychological components and the problems that develop when we don't address them. So the sixth chakra correlates with the pineal gland, as I mentioned, and it has to do with the brain, the nervous system, the eyes, ears, and nose, the pineal gland, and also somewhat into the pituitary gland. So when we have emotional, psychological issues that correlate with this center of the energy system, which I'm going to talk about, when you don't um, address them, then they can develop into these types of issues, habitual patterns, mental and emotional issue, things. So the ability to evaluate yourself and kind of step back and look at, it's like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Could I do it better? Um, truth, the ability to recognize truth, to see the patterns of out in the field and out into your experience in, that will lead you to conclusions, as well as patterns in the data and information that you get from the media and other people online of what they're saying, what they're doing, the ability to recognize patterns, which can help you identify and discern truth. Intellectual abilities like your intuition and creativity, the development of your mind, your cognition, your consciousness. Feelings of adequacy or not. Openness to the ideas of others. Ability to learn from your experience and emotional intelligence. 
All of that is, again, a function and a development of consciousness, of being able to step back and discern and, and uh, logic your way through things and think about what am I doing, what am I not, um, assess things of what's working, what are you seeing, what are you experiencing, and etc. So the physical dysfunctions that occur when this part emotionally and psychologically of yourself is stunted or not developed, or if there's trauma, or if it's been distorted in any way, then here's some things that can result physically if you don't resolve the emotional energetic things. Brain tumors, hemorrhages, and strokes, neurological disorders, blindness and deafness, full spinal difficulties, where your spine originates in your head, it goes all the way down, learning disabilities, and seizures. So not something to mess with. So let's look, go back to talking about the water. Why do I associate water with this energy center and with the pineal gland? Are you familiar with what your pineal gland is? So think of a time when you were dreaming or when you closed your eyes and you were thinking of a memory or visualizing something. Did you not see the image, actual image or the picture in your mind? Or when you think of the memory, you can actually see the picture of where you were at, the thing you were doing, the people you were around, what you were wearing, the environment, the background. When you're dreaming, you also see, literally see. You do so through the function of your pineal gland. It's been historically known as the third eye, and it absolutely is most literally a third eye. Your pineal gland is filled with fluid, just like the eyes on your face. They also contain rods and cones within them to allow you to see and see colors and objects and things, exactly like the two eyes on your face. So, it's very important then to look at the health of your pineal gland. Are you calcifying it or not? That's a huge conversation, which I'll get talk a, lot, a little bit about later. And hence the development of consciousness, the development of your cognition, your mental and emotional um, abilities, it helps open up and strengthen the function of the pineal gland which opens your intuition, opens up creativity, opens up your psychic abilities. The, the direction that humanity is moving in, for those of us who choose to grow and evolve, I always have to put that caveat in there, for those of humanity who choose to grow and evolve, part of that involves the opening and strengthening of the functions of the pineal gland so that we can tap into these innate abilities that we are hardwired to experience and do, and yet they've been atrophied for a very long time. Some of those abilities, like I said, enhanced intuition, perception, creativity, the ability to perceive um, psychically, um, to receive intuitive downloads, telekinesis, the psychic skills of clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience. Those are all enhanced abilities of consciousness and the development and opening of the pineal gland is integral to all of this, okay? 
So let's look more at the state of the waters of your body. How much water are you giving your body so that your body can do the things it needs to do? Your body is about 70% water. When we're born, then we're closer to 90%. And when a fetus is developing within the womb, within, within the amniotic fluid, that is saline water, saline solution, salt water. Our blood is almost identical in, in, in structure to seawater, sea salt water, as is the salt, saline solution that the, the fetus develops in. So there's a symbiotic relationship to we have to the sea because that's it's part of the developmental track of our bodies. We have to have water going through us at all times in order for the cells to receive the nourishment, the minerals, the vitamins, the oxygen, the hormones, enzymes, all the things that the cells require in order to function properly, they receive that through the blood. What's blood? Again, salt water, fluids, water. How well are you hydrating yourself? With what quality of water are you giving your body? Every cell in the body does all of its things in order to function as part of its meta of the metabolism of the body to keep it running. Every cell therefore creates waste, metabolic waste as a result of all of those bazillion different functions that the cells do. The cells will push all that metabolic waste out of them into the interstitial fluids, which is again like seawater, water. So the cell pushes out all of those wastes out into the interstitial fluids. And it's also through the interstitial fluids and, and the blood flow to those places where the cells are able to uptake all the things that it needs through the cell receptor sites. The problem happens when number one, you do not give yourself enough water or enough quality water so that you become chronically dehydrated so the cells themselves become to start to look like little raisins, little dry, crinkly things instead of a round, full, plump um, grape, like full of fluid, full of water. So you're dehydrating yourself, number one. Number two, when the cells can't function properly or they become impaired in their pushing out of the waste, being able to take in the things that they need, then they can't function as well. They start to break down. They start to degenerate. So what happens, why they can't function very well? A lot of it has to go with back to the quality of the interstitial fluids, the waters of your body, what's in them. Are they full of toxic sludge, parasites, microorganisms, viruses, bacteria, yeast, fungus, all the critters, as well as undigested proteins that escape your digestive tract, as well as all the metabolic wastes that the body was not, the lymph system and the blood systems, circulatory system was not able to remove properly because you're dehydrating yourself. So the interstitial fluids of the body become like toxic sludge, they become dirty, become filled with waste. 
And so the cells of your body literally begin to suffocate in their own waste. In that state, they're not able to receive the nutrients, the enzymes, the oxygen, the minerals, all the things very efficiently. That is one of the primary sources of disease and degeneration and aging. You're not cleaning your body out. You're not cleaning and giving attention, attention to the quality of your inner waters, of the interstitial fluids. Okay. Another thing that's very important to remember for everything to work correctly. Remember a couple of minutes ago, I said that the blood is a very similar consistency to seawater, which is salt water, sodium. The body requires a certain level of salts, minerals, electrolytes, like the sodium potassium. There's a sodium potassium pump, which is extremely important for the cells to be able to pump stuff into and out of them. So if that goes awry, that's one of the contributing factors as to why the, the interstitial fluids become sludgy and dirty and why the cells can't get the nourishment that it needs. Also, water is a medium that conducts electricity. We are electrical beings. We are made with and run off of electricity. You have to have enough of the mineral salts, i.e. electrolytes, i.e. electricity, in order for that, the charge, the electrical charge to be generated, as well as for the electricity to flow through the water, through the cells, and to, to animate and give life. That's, think of it as life force energy, because that's quite frankly what it is, electromagnetic energy. You've got to have that. And so then it comes to the conversation of what kind of salt are you giving yourself? Have you bought into the bullshit idea of all salt is, is horrible and bad for you? And so you have to stay away from it and fear it and have a salt-free diet and then wonder why your health is in such a poor condition. Stop buying into the nonsense pushed out at you by the media, pharmaceutical companies, chemical companies, medical system that has, does not have your best interest in mind. Understand the truth of what salt is. You do not live without salt, period, end of story. You have to have sodium in order for your body to function, period. The question is what kind of sodium, what quality of sodium? If all that you're giving your body is the iodized crap salt that you see on tables in restaurants and in the grocery store, this filled with aluminum, which is a it's an anti-caking agent, that is the kind of salt that will give you problems. You've got to have the quality salt, quality sea salts, Himalayan sea salt, Celtic salt, pink salts, salts that have not been highly processed and messed with, salts that have not had their critical minerals removed from them. You have to have that every day. You don't need a lot, but you've got to have some salt. Okay, you've got to have the something to help with the electrical charges to be generated so your cells can function. So just, again, remember, it comes back to the quality of, of what you're doing and how much, not too much, not too little, but then as quality as you can get here, okay? I don't know about you, but some people have said, 
that they don't like to drink water because it doesn't taste good. And I have to agree, some sources of water do taste pretty bad. And in my opinion, then that just says about where the water was sourced from and if there's a lot of chemicals and impurities and drug residues and fluoride and chloride and all the garbage in the water, that's what's going to make it not taste too good. So if that's been your experience, then just look around and try different types of waters and until you can find one that can taste a little bit better for you. Oftentimes the cleaner it is, the closer to, to pure structured water, like spring water, fresh out of the ground, that's the best. It's the most vitalized or filled with life force and that would taste the good, the best. But, and I realized within cities, oftentimes wherever people are living, then that's difficult to get. And so just do the best you can in sourcing the best quality of water that you can do. Something that you can also do to help um, add some little flavor to the water is drop a small amount, you don't need to go overboard, don't go crazy, of good quality essential oils in them. For example, like citrus oils or mint or basil, um, mandarin, orange, lemon, just enough to give it a little bit of a flavoring, okay? And considering the oils and water don't mix, then you want to put, so if, let's for, um, say for example, you're doing some citrus water. You can take some slices, thin slices of like mandarin, orange, lime, lemon, whatever, citrus fruits, because that will also help flavor the water. And then a, on one of those slices, just drop a drop of the citrus essential oils in there. And that will also, and then put the fruit in the water and that will, will work its way, the oil and scent of the fruits will work its way through the water to give your water a nice refreshing taste and smell. You can also do that with lint, with mint, like peppermint, essential oil, and peppermint leaves, okay? So there's ways that you can play with your water to make it more fun and attractive and, and flavorful. Another important thing that for you to consider is filtering and cleaning your water. Reverse osmosis filters are really good to help clean the water, to get out the drug residues, the birth control residues, the fluoride, the chloride. There's a lot of filters that I've seen out there that actually do not take out the, the fluoride. And so you really have to look around to make sure that it says specifically that it takes out fluoride and fluoride. What I found and what I've used for a long time is distilled water because I know that takes out the chloride and fluoride, okay? Now, a lot of people I know have this thing with distilled water saying, oh, it's going to leach everything out of your bones. You're going to give you osteoporosis and all this other nonsense. That can be true. And if you have an excess buildup of inorganic salts and minerals within your body, then the distilled water actually helps pull those things out. Lots of time, in lots of places, the water of quality of water is very hard. There's a lot of inorganic minerals like calcium in there that does not break down. The body cannot use it, can't recognize it. It's inorganic, meaning the body can't do anything with it. And so all of those salts are going to stay in the body because the body has a difficult time getting rid of them. So they'll lodge in places like the joints, 
contribute to kidney stones, to gallstones, contribute to stiffness. They can even make their way into the brain and create um, like heavy metal buildup and su such salts and things in the brain. So distilled water helps remove that stuff out. That's the kind of salts and inorganic minerals you don't want. And if you've got a good quality diet of actual real foods, deep leafy greens, you're supplementing with minerals and all doing the things, then your body's still gonna have and receive the, the minerals and nutrients that it needs. So now let's talk a little bit about chlorine. It's a lot in swimming pools, it's in water. It's used as to disinfect and kill pathogens. However, it's not beneficial to the human body. It's actually very harmful. It helps destroy gut flora, gut flora that is required and needed for the body to make vitamin B12 and vitamin K. If the body does not have those two vit um, vitamins in the quantities that it needs, then it makes then it's difficult for the body to do the bone production, hence weaker bones. It can also create asthma, respiratory issues, skin issues, brittle hair. It's a nox noxious gas that is very detrimental. And so whatever you use to filter your water, you wanna make sure that you get that out. The other thing is, I call it the wicked stepsister of chlorine and that's fluoride. Fluoride has been pushed as a good thing. And if you do your research on it, you will find that the truth is just the opposite. It's a waste gas or a gas left over from chemical processing. And back in the day, soon after World War II, then all these chemical companies were wondering, what are we gonna do with all this fluoride? And they said, oh, we've got a brilliant idea. Let's put it into the water and the toothpaste and tell people this nonsense idea about how it's so good for your teeth and prevents cavities. What a blatant lie. It's a tox toxic, noxious gas. It makes you dumb and docile and diseased. Point blank. Do some research on it. Fluoride increases tumor growth and it prevents DNA repair enzymes from being produced and doing the things that they need to do. And especially, in my opinion, one of the most harmful things that fluoride does is that it calcifies your pineal gland. Remember earlier in this video, I was talking about the importance of a clean, healthy, opened, developed pineal gland so that we can develop our consciousness, develop our intuition, our creativity, our psychic abilities, so that we can grow and evolve and become the potential of what humankind is meant to be. In my opinion, one of the primary reasons the fluoride was added to the water was that the people involved making those decisions at the top of those chemical companies knew this. So that's one of the reasons why they intentionally put fluoride into the water to intentionally calcify the pineal gland to retard your growth and your process, your, your progress, to shut down your pineal gland so that you would not be able to easily develop your intuition, to be able to know who you are, know what you're about, 
to know why you're here in this life, to receive intuitive guidance and downloads as to what to do with your life. One of the most important factors that water gives us is that it is an exceptionally proficient cleanser. Again, our bodies are 70% water. So when you flush the the body through with clean, pure water, then it's able, then the body's able to get rid of all of the cellular waste, all the metabolic waste within the interstitial fluids. The body's able to revitalize the fluids within the blood, revitalize and cleanse and and replace with clear, clean water, the waters within within the interstitial fluids, the waters within the cells, the waters within the inside of your pineal gland. The best way to really heal yourself is by giving your body an internal bath. The most efficient, effective way of doing that is with pure water, flushing everything through, cleaning everything out, allowing the water to flush through all the joints and wash out all of the inorganic salts, to flush through your lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system, the fluid is, is kind of has like this uh, milky, fatty uh, consistency that can get hard, dry and hard and thick, again, because if it's dehydrated. And so the more you can flush yourself with good, clean water, it helps the lymphatic fluid move easier as well as everything else in your body. So again, pay attention to the quality of water and the amount of water that you give yourself. Remember, you are 70% water. If the internal waters of your body are sluggish and dirty and full of stuffing microbes and metabolic waste and um, all kinds of other crap, then you're not going to feel good. You're not going to move very well. You're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have brain clarity. You'll have brain fog and aches and pains and depression and all the things that we don't like. So follow the advice, follow the wisdom that this natural law of health is pointing you towards. Look into quality of water, especially structured water, primary water, if that's a new thing. See how you can bring that into your life to have as the best, cleanest quality of water you can to flush the insides of your body out on a regular basis. So with that, thank you for tuning in today. As always, I have a gift for you, and that is a downloadable PDF that's about what it takes to heal yourself, the four different areas of your body and yourself that you need to address. The water, as you go through that, you'll find that the water plays an integral role in all of that. So I encourage you to download that. The link to do so is in the description that is associated with this episode. So please do like, share, and subscribe to my channel, like this episode, share it with others, help me grow this podcast. And with that, thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Take care.